0: Hello and welcome to the Impact Nation's podcast. My name is Tim, I am your host, and a little bit different today. We actually have been having massive internet troubles for over 48 hours here at the Impact Nation's offices. And that's obnoxious. Uh, what it means is our fancy pants broadcast studio over there isn't worth much to us because we can't actually plug it into the interwebs and broadcast to you. But the show must go on. We wanted to touch base with our loyal viewers and listeners today, so... Um, I thought I'd just throw it on my phone here and we'll just at least touch base with Dad a little bit. We were supposed to have a uh, special guest this week. Uh, Father Kenneth Tanner is actually going to join us next week instead because we didn't have internet, so I couldn't, uh, couldn't host a Zoom call and broadcast out to YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. So uh, this week, instead, we're just, Dad and I are going to have a little chat. So here, I'm going to wander in. I think he's waiting for me at the studio. Uh, and so we're gonna walk it you're getting like a inside view of our offices here That was my office and now we're into the little broadcast booth here down here is where all of our fancy equipment is And where Isaiah usually sits and then Walking in here now watch out you're gonna get some fancy big old big old lights in your face in a sec. I think uh, There we go. There's some microphones and all sorts of stuff, but we're just gonna go super low-tech and sit here at the desk, there's Dad. All right. Hi, and hi. <laughs> Welcome to uh, an odd episode of the Nations podcast. It's very
1: odd, and there's something else very odd. What's that? It, this isn't working. <laughs> uh huh. I think
0: some. I think somebody's a whiner. Uh, yeah. All right. Somebody's he's going to cheat. I see what's happening here. He's <laughs> he's displeased. No, I'm more comfortable. <laughs> You're still shorter.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it, yeah, could, it, it could be worse. We,
0: there, <laughs> we get you a little booster seat, like at the movie theaters or whatever. Like I
1: used to carry around for you. Uh,
0: oh, I can't get it up uh, anymore. Oh my goodness. Oh, right. This thing has we'll gone off the rails already. We've only been broadcasting for a minute. Yeah. Uh, all right, so welcome to the Impact Nations podcast. My name is Tim. I am your host. I am with Dad. You can call him Steve. I call or him. Or Shorty. Shorty works too. <laughs> just, this is just too terrible. <laughs> He's very upset about this. He will not let it go. He nearly fell down on the floor trying to adjust his all chair. All right, all if, right. If you are listening to this only, you're missing some comedy gold here. Uh, yeah, this is top quality. Um, all right, so we've actually we've been without internet for several days here. Uh, so we've been kind of working from home a little bit. We thought it might be back up. And, and running we've been today, working
1: with frustration from here. Indeed. And uh, we're making it work. Did you guys know that? Wi-Fi is pretty important in an office. <laughs> One of the things that I've been thinking about
0: this week is getting, we're getting a taste of what life can be like for some of our partners, actually, who from uh. time to time, you know, we've got a meeting scheduled or whatever. And then they suddenly say, I'm sorry, the Internet just went down. We can't connect or we can't send you that file we we're going to send, things like that. And, uh, and we want to say, we'll try harder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I can empathize a little bit better with them. Yeah. So, um,
1: Anyway, well, this is still just boy, boy, just
0: yeah, <laughs> sit up. I'll slouch, everything will be okay. I am slouching, I want you to know that, by the way, so that I fit in the frame because I'm so huge. I was gonna go right off the camera,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just slouching and
0: uh, but I'm tall for my height, indeed, indeed, tall enough to reach the ground. Okay, um, all right, so next week we're gonna have Kenneth Tanner here. He was gonna be with us this week, and he very graciously uh, agreed to delay a week. Yeah, uh, Pretty what, excited about yeah, that. What, what's he gonna talk about?
1: Well, Father Kenneth Tanner is uh, is a renowned, uh, biblical scholar. He uh, he's <laughs> he knows an awful lot about a, an awful lot, uh, early church history. <laughs> Uh, Church Fathers, uh, he has done uh, with our friend Brad Mm -hmm. and uh, um, Father John Bear. They've done an incredible job of going through uh, John's gospel. And uh, Matthew is also very dear to his heart. So he's going to come next week and just give us some insights, um, some added. He's going to add some spice uh, to um, our concluding episode On the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. And I
0: suspect that, I don't know if you caught our episode with uh, Cherith Nordling, whatever that was, eight weeks ago or so. I suspect this will be similar where we just kind of wind him up a little bit and
1: then let him go and, you know, ask one question and he'll just have plenty uh, to say. He and Cherith are good friends. They're part of that open Mm -hmm. table group. And uh, she had a great time with us, we found out from my father, Cannon. She was amazing.
0: Uh, All right. Uh, one other podcast note, by the way, mm. uh, we were on the phone with our friend, friend of the podcast, Brad Jerzak yesterday, just sharing some stories and, and catching up and asking him if he would come join us again soon. He's got a new book coming out uh, in just a few days, actually, yep. July 20th, uh, called A More Christlike Word, uh, that is really going to be teaching us how to read the scripture through the lens of the cross, through the lens of yes. Christ. And so we wanted to have him on and talk to us a little bit about that. And really the the one thing that you really wanted to talk to him about was the inerrancy of scripture. Uh and and that doctrine and what what his take on it is.
1: So he's gonna talk about uh inspiration, infallibility and inerrancy
0: yeah. What did he say? What he said, yeah. He said, "Yeah, uh, he said, inerrancy, infallibility, inspiration. What the heck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that must have been the second title for his book. that Probably didn't quite get past the
1: publisher. Uh, by the way, when we say it's a great book, at least when I say it's a great book, uh, this I know. I, I had the privilege of doing one of the endorsements, and so I uh, I got an e copy, you know, several months ago, and I told Brad that." Um, this might be the best book he's ever written and he's written some humdingers
0: I'm looking forward to it I didn't get a preview copy because I don't rate but uh, that'll be August 10th is when he's coming on so uh, the book comes out July 20th it'll be automatically downloaded to my phone so that gives me uh, a couple weeks to read that before he gets on so I don't look like a schmo a more Christ-like word just to review that and you can can pre-order that on any of your favorite bookstores uh, it'll be out very soon all right uh you were on the phone with richard this week do you want to just give uh, our friends a, a quick update yeah. on what's happening in uganda we love richard don't we <laughs> he's he's just knocking it out of the park and as this we year.
1: keep reminding everyone in this incredible we you say, year now year and a half of COVID, um even without us being able to travel overseas our partners have just stepped it up like five yeah. levels yeah. and uh so one of the things is richard above Five years ago, um, I went to Kalonga, which as you know is an isolated community, mm-hmm. uh, with Randeep, and we taught on house church, and um, and then we left, and I didn't really hear a lot of stuff coming out of that. But you know, I was just reading, day before yesterday, Matthew uh, Mark 4, 28, the all-by-itself principle. It, the kingdom's like somebody who planted a seed, and he went away, and he didn't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we have discovered, uh, through our feeding program, and you can talk about that in a moment, that, uh, Richard has been able to get food to desperately hungry families, not just in Kulanga, but in Kampala, the capital, where he has a house church. He (laughs) said, yeah, I, I took everything that, uh, that Randeep taught and they didn't quite Weren't quite ready for it in the village, but we went into the city, and he says, every Thursday, uh, Emma and I have a house church with 130 (laughs) participants, and they've planted four other house churches. I've been in Richard's house.
0: Yeah, me too. I don't know how he's pulling that off, just in terms of actual square footage. Yeah, I I, think... I mean, Ugandans are small.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think the term house church is... That's the focal point. I think it's house, yard, yeah, <laughs> uh, dirt, laneway, church. Anyway, it's really exciting. And you know, the interesting thing he said is one of the things that, that he really picked up from when we were teaching, he said, uh, all are welcome, but they know that the expectation is that everybody participates. They're not passive. So they come with a scripture yeah. or a testimony or a Bible story or something. And, uh, you know, when we do what the scripture tells us to do, book of Acts, Paul's teaching, uh, there's just all healthy things grow. Yeah. And so now he's got 130 <laughs> and they won't leave.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so he's just
1: planting more of them. He sent some
0: beautiful stories and stuff um, to me earlier this week talking about the incredible generosity of members of that house church um, who basically had been given some funds to eat because the, the lockdown meant there was no more income and, and things. And they immediately turned around and gave away half of what they had been given yes. to other members of the church to make sure everybody had enough. Uh, and that really touched my heart. Yeah. That's just seeing the church in action. Uh, yeah. It's in, in Colonga. They are feeding, we've mentioned it here on the podcast before, they're feeding out of the Hope and Care kitchen at the school. Uh, so the kitchen was sitting dormant because the school is closed, obviously. Uh, but uh, we were able to partner with Hope and Care Ministries to begin feeding meals out of there. And I was really worried that when we started doing that, when we, when we opened up the window of the kitchen, uh, and started handing out meals in the, in really it's at the center of, of the community there, I was concerned that we may just be overrun because the need is great. Uh, And so we, you know, we started with, I I think we said we were going to try and feed 300 meals at a time. And Richard told you that actually they've, they're, I mean, they're feeding every day hundreds of meals, but they have not been overrun. The attitude there is not one of clutching and grasping, but one of uh, if you've got enough, you know, you have a sense of enough and make room for
1: others who don't. He was excited. That was one of the first things he said to me when I asked him about how the feeding's going. He yeah. said, it's wonderful because people are not being greedy. He said, <laughs> and it is only the people who really, really need it. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of children. And then as well, with the motorcycle, nearly called it a boda a boda which, <laughs> by the way, is your for motorcycle. motorcycle, um, they also have, I think, about 70 families, Where and he sent us some pictures, yeah. where there's people, usually elderly, mm-hmm. that are bedridden. Yeah. They cannot get out, and so they take the food to them.
0: They're taking the food to them, and uh, while they're doing that, they're just praying with them, uh, just spending time in community with them. Because, of course... There's also just the gift of fellowship yep. because they're so cut off. Uh, and again, because transportation is very limited right now, people can't come and visit them and things. So because we've got that motorcycle, we can go and just spend time with them, yeah. just, just sharing the love of Jesus with them. And that's so
1: powerful. They're just doing a great job. And uh, things are progressing. Even with COVID, we're still hoping... Uh, beginning of august i think to get in the refugee camp. in the refugee
0: camp yeah they'll be breaking ground first week of august on their garden so we'll be doing a half acre uh, demonstration garden that will feed 20 families uh and i i told them i said just be warned the amount of labor it takes to get this thing started to break ground is very, very intense, but the reward will be huge because then it'll become a sustainable garden for those twenty families. But also a demonstration garden where others from the community can come and learn these principles for very high yield, high nutrition gardening farming. Uh, that they can actually go and do in their own front yard, really. Uh, I say front yard, you know, these yeah. these refugee camps are it's pretty scary the the conditions they're living in. But they do many families do have a small bit of space. Uh, and so they're going to be able to learn how to grow nutritional uh, nutritious food for themselves. Uh, so I'm really looking
1: forward to seeing how that, how that plays out. I am too. I I'm just, um, you know, I'm delighted with the partnership with thrive. They're great people to work with. Um, I have a relationship going back uh, more than 30 years with the founder, but, um, the other thing that's very encouraging to me about this is many of you will recall that you gave very generously uh, on on almost no notice just before Easter, yeah. because we found out there's this whole section of that refugee camp, which has over 130,000 people yeah. in it, but there was a section of the extremely poor and sick. And so we were able to get uh, for Easter, not just an Easter meal, although that was great and people came to the Lord, but many weeks of food. But then... Food runs out. And so now we've moved from relief to development. Yeah. Relief to sustainability. Sustainability, and that's our goal anytime I'm we can. I'm very, very excited yeah, with that. Me too. Yeah. Um,
0: India. Just a brief update. I got a, I got an update from Meenakshi this week from India. You uh, Listeners of the podcast would know that we have, for the last several years, funded many children uh, that have been working as indentured servants in the brick factory. We've been funding schooling for them so that instead of spending their days piling bricks, making bricks, they're actually able to go to school. Uh, and as you can imagine, this project was really put on hold be- during COVID because schools have been effectively closed this entire time. There have been a few false starts where we thought they were going to get back to school yeah. and then very quickly they had yeah. you know, I. I don't even know if they opened the schools or if they opened them and quickly shut them down, but it's effectively been on hold for the last year and a half. But uh, rest assured our partners are still developing relationships, still maintaining relationships in these, what they call brick colonies. These brick factories they are doing some feeding. They're the doing kids? feeding. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Our, our, our COVID feeding fund has them in there on a regular basis, feeding these communities because of course, one of the big things about the children going to school is that they get a nutritious meal at school. So when school shut down, that burden of, of getting them fed was back on the parents. And you may recall when we first discovered these communities, they were mixing brick dust with their food just to try and bulk it up a little bit because they were so hungry. So that's the level of hunger that they've been facing, and you can imagine during COVID it's only gotten worse. But uh, one of the really interesting things is that our partners are now actually working on developing relationships in yet another brick factory Mm -hmm. um, because the generous donors of Impact Nations have provided enough that we can actually begin to reach out to another Community. Uh, this one is uh, closer to the city, and they're building relationship with the owner of the factory because uh, it's really important we get buy-in from the owner because actually what we're suggesting is taking some of his workforce yes. and and removing it, and so we need the factory owner to be on board. Um, but also parents. This is one of those things where when we we discovered uh, that the parents weren't immediately not all of them were immediately excited to send their kids to school. Um, it's a complicated process, but effectively, those the the families do get paid uh, to work. Uh, it's just that they're paying off a debt that yeah, is a, they're, a they're paying off the interest, interest on a debt. Interest is higher than yeah. what they get paid Exactly. Each day. But that means that the children are helping to pay that interest or whatever. And so to remove them again from the workforce uh, is a can be a scary thought for the parents. But as we engage with them, as we talk to them about the value of education and breaking this generational poverty, uh, they begin to get on board. So uh, our team has begun feeding at this other brick factory, working with the brick factory owner who is very open-minded to this, uh, and families are beginning to really get excited about the possibilities. Uh, they sent some photos just a couple days ago with just the team in the factory just talking with people. As they work, you know, you can see these teenagers sitting there working and stuff, kids hanging on equipment and things, and our, our team is just there chatting with parents and things like that so really excited to see even when the project ostensibly can't move forward they're still planting seeds so that as soon as the opportunity is there we're going to be able to rescue that many more kids. Which will put us way over a thousand kids won't it? Oh yeah well we're already at 1300 kids so uh, yeah we're going to yeah when when schools finally open this year it's going to bust wide open again so
1: stay tuned. We never know how much freedom we have so I'll leave that to you but uh, you communicated the story of the man who worked in the brick factory. Yes,
0: we shared that story uh, here, and you can—I th- I think you can maybe find it on our website. I—I I, I have to think about what we what we've yeah. been allowed to share and what we haven't, but because uh, things can be sensitive in, in India. But uh, the what's happening through. All of our projects, uh, <laughs> is that the kingdom is being demonstrated both supernaturally and practically. Yeah. So it never is it just about benevolence. It's always about, uh, sometimes it's just planting a seed. Other times it's just making disciples right then and there. But the fruit that we're seeing
1: long term, uh, is quite extraordinary. Cause we still have 40 teams out every day feeding, feeding 1500 yeah, meals. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, among the very poorest. And um, COVID it, relief center is still going on, by the way. They've yeah. still got
0: 20 oxygen
1: concentrators that are running pretty much 24 7. They are. And I, uh, I got a report that's great. There's there's people who are on death's door going yes. in and who are leaving healthy.
0: People who were told uh, by doctors basically there is no hope for you. Your, your lungs are too damaged. You cannot get better. And wouldn't you know it, they come to the COVID relief center, very sick, and they walk out. Feeling very good. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm how just gonna leave it at that. that. How could that happen? <laughs> yes, yeah, so we'll leave it at that.
1: This is great. Yeah. You know, folks, the the stuff that is still going on all the time. I mean we, we all understand the summer things get a little slower July and August, <laughs> except our Aussie friends. But um but they're not slower overseas. There's there's people encountering directly the gospel every single day. Yeah. Uh, the the fruit of it, it just grows and grows. We've got that wonderful new building for Annabelle, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Yeah. I hope everybody's aware of that. Yeah,
0: we, uh, we talked about it here um, a couple weeks ago, I think, okay. Isaiah and I. But yeah, uh, brand new. Uh, well, not brand new, but new to us. A, a building that is now seven bedrooms, a house, seven bedrooms instead of four. Way more square footage. And that's for the shelter. Uh, for the remnant generation, where they're caring for these these young girls that have been abused, uh, and then also space for the
1: school of purpose, way more space for the school of purpose. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's huge. Keeps growing. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not sure what we can say in a country near India, but it's really <laughs> growing there, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, uh, so it's it's yeah. terrific. So it we just we celebrate um, with our partners overseas, and we celebrate with you for yeah. what God's doing. The impact doing. nations family. It, is, it's amazing. Is, you know, it, it kind of. Some of this sort of ties into where we're going. We've got Father Kenneth next week. Uh, and then we started on a very new section of Matthew's Gospel. And um, we're going to look at uh, Matthew 8 and 9, which are, are the miracles um, of Jesus. Not all of them, but but he's clustered two chapters thematically. And we're uh, we're going to see more than oh jesus heals and oh this seems to be how it works we're going to begin to see how matthew has structured that to reveal the logos who to reveal the one who who holds all of the cosmos together and that is exactly what was in his mind as he put together eight and nine Uh, it gives us a further opportunity folks to to begin to read the gospels differently the scriptures differently to go to go deeper to go into meaning that was put in there from the very first word. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm a couple of weeks ahead now, but I am so excited that part of me would love to just teach it today, but there's a little problem with Wi-Fi. Um, but uh, just to let you know, we can look forward to that. It's it's a remarkable gospel. I told you that it was considered like holy ground by the church fathers. And, and as I have spent close to half a year now, uh, I'm understanding that more and more. So just want to encourage you to to keep coming along. And um, and that's about all I need to say Indeed. about Matthew.
0: Yeah. So uh, come see us uh, every Thursday, 3 p.m. Mountain Time uh, from this studio right here. Usually we're on both YouTube and Facebook Live. Today we're coming from my phone, which means we're just on Facebook Live. Uh, but usually we're a little bit more professional than this. Although I have to say this looks pretty good. I'll, the only thing... Yeah. I, can I stop slouching now? Cause I felt bad. I was so going to was... say
1: the only problem is he didn't actually put the phone square on the stand, obviously. <laughs> so I, when I checked the,
0: the framing of this earlier this afternoon, I want you to know he was convinced that it was this chair. So he tried switching chairs with me and I'm taller on that side of the screen too. <laughs> I just want you to know. And then he went and got this other chair. Yeah. And it's still, and see, that's what happens when I sit up. You're, no. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks so much for being with us Great today to guys we will see you again next week we'll have father kenneth tanner god, god bless. bless you